This is One in 36, a presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. One in 36 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism, and I am delighted to have three guests with me this morning. Um, we'll start with Barbara, T- Dr. Barbara tischler Hasty, who is the Coordinator of School Development with Ulster BOCES. Uh, we also have um, Renee, I'm hoping I get your name correct, Renee Falanga Brenner. Close enough. Okay, close enough. Special Education Advocate with RCAL, and Renee's going to get into specifically what RCAL stands for and what you all do there. Um, as well, we have Jamie Churchill, who's the Special Education Coordinator with Rondout uh, Valley Central School District, and she is also a member of the Ulster County Ag Society Board, um, which which puts on and hosts the upcoming Ulster County Fair, not to be missed. <laughs> so to all of you, thank you for being with us on the show today. Um, I would love to ask each of you very briefly just to talk a little bit more in depth about what you do and how you all come together. So can I start with you, um, Barbara? Yes. Thank you so much. Um, so good afternoon, um, everybody. Um, I work at Ulster Boses. I've been here for 10 years um, as a school development coordinator. I work with our surrounding districts uh, to support districts in helping to um, ensure that students get the best education they can get. Um, through our work through professional development and educator edge, um, we provide supports for all students. Um, prior to this, I've worked in the field of special ed. Um, I worked in New Paltz School District as a coordinator for special ed. Um, I've worked on um, Woodstock Day School as a director um, of school development, student services. Um, I've really been um, an advocate for making sure that students um, are given the access and supports that they need. So when my supervisor and assistant superintendent, Sarah Dudley Lemmick, had met with um, Jamie in our new administrators program, which we provide for new administrators through our BOCES, um, so they were doing this project, um, she knew to talk to me. And so as she passed it on to me. Jamie and I have connected and continue to build the support um, through the committees and the teams to make sure that um, we're going to provide the best space possible for families who have not been able to have experiences like this. It's critical that, you know, as a community, that we really understand what does it mean to provide access, you know, and in terms of the learning environments, we are working hard to make sure that universal design for learning is available through school districts, that our schools uh, recognize that it's not really just about kids who can fit into a curriculum and the kids who don't fit, and how do we put them into classifications. It's really our job as a community to support families and kids. And so that's where I look at this, as this is a great opportunity to do the best we can for our community and surrounding communities. That's great. Thank you, Barbara. And um, I echo all of your sentiments. I think that's what brings... Um, all of us together, including myself, we're all about big picture, all the same stuff. You mentioned um, the word access, which I think is going to be a big thing we talk about today. So I'm going to move now to Renee. Um, I know the word access is in the name um, of your organization. And maybe you could talk a little bit about RCAL and your work there and um, and some of what uh, you'd like people to know about what you do and what resources are available through, through RCAL. 
So hi, thank you. So as you said, my name is Renee Falanga Brenner. I currently serve as a special education advocate here at the Resource Center for Accessible Living. It's an independent living center. There are independent living centers throughout the state of New York that cover counties and our resource center covers Ulster County. So we have a variety of resources and services to provide individuals with disabilities and their families anywhere from Cobhab to OPWDD assistance and, and filling that form out to we have a loan closet here. We have um, respite services. We have people who are in nursing homes that want to come and live out on their own in their own homes. So services for that. So anytime that you or anybody in Ulster County needs any kind of assistance and they're not sure and they are presented with maybe having a, a a temporary disability or a permanent disability to give us a call. My role here, like I said, I'm a special education advocate. And I go back years ago, I first was part of RCAL as a board member. And I totally forgot that. And there's a reason why. (laughs) I became a board member way back when. And Eliza, we know each other in my former job. But um, I have four children. My oldest daughter uh, is multiply disabled, totally dependent, cerebral palsy, and always needed access. And from the get-go, I always tried to make sure that she was always included in everything. And then having three other children after that, after, I felt it very important that I didn't deny my other three children of having those typical experiences that all children have. So I have been on the bandwagon and I joined the board at RCAL as a parent of a child with a disability way back in the 90s and uh, and started a support group. Again, didn't remember it. And probably it was because I was so focused on my, my children. And um, But I got a job working for the Early Childhood Direction Center. It was one of 14 centers across the state of New York as a parent educator. So I gave workshops in Orange, Ulster, Dutchess, and Sullivan counties. So Patrick Paul um, is a good friend. So he's your CEO. Yeah. Uh, he knows my he knows my my kids um, um, quite well, by the way. And so I was giving workshops in all the counties. And one of the biggest things that I promote is advocacy so all children can be involved. And okay. that access that you were talking about looks very different for many for many kids mm-hmm. and for parents. And to be able to provide a space mm-hmm. where parents can, and it might be the parent that needs it, because mm-hmm. the parent's doing all this stuff with their child that they need to take their child to regroup and to figure out what they're going to do for maybe the next 15 minutes or, or half an hour. But to be in a sensory safe space to do that. And to be able to have all their children together, which is really important. And that was that that is something I promote for the parents that I advocate for. And I advocate for a lot of parents who find it very difficult to be able to do things that typical their other typical children. And I say typical, meaning that they're able to access events and venues and things like that. Mm-hmm. But when I heard about this, my history, I have history with Jamie over here because She's one of the chairpersons I work with, with kids that I advocate for in Mondot Valley. But my history with Barbara, it goes back to college. We went to college together for music therapy at SUNY New Paltz, and we've always been promoters of including all children. Um, yeah, and I also you know. took care of your daughter when she was uh, at yeah, the- her, Your very first meeting at New Paltz as a special ed chairperson was was Serena. And yes. How, how, yes, you can't, you know, you can't make that stuff up. So we connected that way. And when Barbara reached out and say, hey, 
would you be? I said, of course, this this <laughs> makes sense. And I'd love to see this happen, not just at the Ulster County Fair, but for other places, too. And like and I appreciate you doing this because getting the word out makes it more um, translatable to other venues. Absolutely. It's not that difficult. No, that's the, that's the whole purpose of promoting this um, is the hope that other people will, will follow your lead. So that's what we're all about today. Um, Thank you, Renee. And, uh, and I do know your name and now it's starting to starting to float back to the top of my head. Um, So I appreciate you, you, you sharing that background. Um, Just to finish out this first part of the first half of the show, um, Jamie, if you could uh, talk to us a little bit about yourself and your background and then second half, we'll really get into the sensory space and what people can expect from their day at the fair, um, which is going to be the most accessible day at the fair ever. Awesome. Um, Yeah. So I'm Jamie Churchill. Uh, Right now I work at Roundout Valley Schools as a special education coordinator. I've been here for two years um, and I came to this from the school counseling role and um, have been involved in the 4-H youth development program since I was a young, young child. So I've always been interested in helping others and um, being a leader in my community and giving back. And um, I did that through the Ulster County Fair many, many times as a, a youngster and teaching other young kids in agriculture. And that's what gave me, you know, my passion to join the Ulster County Ag Society and join the board and become a member of that community as well. Um, and this sensory space is kind of near and dear. It's combining both my volunteer passions and my professional passions into one, which is something I'm really excited to be part of. Um, and I will add that um, following, you know, others lead is really how we got started in this and following the lead of some other uh, fairs across New York State that are adding sensory spaces and coordinating mm-hmm. with our BOCES programs. And so it's something that we saw other fairs do and are really excited to add that as an additional part for our members of the fair and to actually get more feedback from fairgoers about what they need from us to make it a more accessible space. It's really wonderful work. And I, I am so, so thank you all. And, um, you know, for my perspective, I, I talk a lot with families who are joining the Anderson community. And one of the things that we hear time and time again, pretty much from every single person is the feeling of isolation and the sense of, um, Renee, you talked extensively about this, which I think was really great. The idea that um, when you're raising a child or have a loved one that you're caring for, um, who who may have some challenges and obstacles to accessing, you know, was sort of more freely accessible to to others, um, and you also have other children or other people you're caring for, um, you know, spouses, all, you know, any family member, any neighbors, uh, and you're trying to do something all together. The, it's one of the things that many of us, um, can easily sort of take for granted and not really think about, um, or think about in a different level. Like, yeah, not everybody wants to go to the water park, but we're all going to go to the water park as opposed to, Everybody wants to go to the water park, but we really just cannot. That's a very different, um, different experience. And so we hear this a lot. And, and I know that there's been a momentum that I've seen over the years that I've been in Anderson, which is about 17 years, um, which has really been very positive, which is exactly what you're talking about, Jamie, the, the sort of follow the leader type of, well, if they can do it, we can do it. Why hasn't anybody thought of doing it over here? Um, at Anderson specifically, our consultation department has been working on an autism supportive environment training for years, which offers um, uh, the opportunity for, for any type of business to invite a member of our consultation team to come in and give them an environmental review, help them make their space more accessible and comfortable and welcoming for everyone. And um, and just to, to end my little 
my little rant here for a minute. Um, what I find when I listen to all these stories and I see this change happening in our society, which is great, a lot of it also comes down to a mindset shift, which is really not so much about what can I do specifically to help people with autism feel more comfortable, but the recognition that a lot of it is just being welcoming to everyone. And when you're welcoming to everyone and you think about accessibility for all, you're also making it much easier and more fun and enjoyable for people who really need that shift or just appreciate it. And I feel like that is also a really good message to be sending. We're going to take a really quick break. Um, we're going to come back and hear all about the sensory space and what it's going to look like and how people can learn more. So thank you. This is One in 36, the weekly talk show and topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. Somewhere there's a river rushing through the woods while someone rushes through their day. There's a mountain looking up at the sky while someone looks down at their phone. A trail waiting to be walked while someone waits for a latte. This world is full of somewheres waiting for someone just like you. So go see yours at 154 National Forests and 20 Grasslands. And to learn more, visit nationalforest.org. The National Forest Foundation. See your somewhere. And now, 1 in 36 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'm talking today with... uh, Three really engaged, wonderful professionals who are doing something spectacular in Ulster County that we're going to hear all about. Um, Barbara Tischler-Hasty, who is the coordinator of school development for Ulster BOCES. We've got Renee Falanga Brenner. Sorry, I think I said that wrong again. Um, special education advocate with ARCAL. And Jamie Churchill, who's the special education coordinator at Rondout Valley Central School District and a member of the Ulster County Ag Society Board. Um, I'm just going to do that quickly so we can jump right back into our conversation conversation. Um, I know that the three of you have come together to create a sensory space at the upcoming Ulster County Fair, um, which is held at the Ulster County Fairgrounds in New Paltz, New York, um, between August 1st and August 6th. It is a wonderful fair. I have been there for many years um, with my own children and their camps took them there. And it's just it's it's just a rite of passage, I think, for for families and children in the area. Um, This year, you're adding a sensory space. So which one of you could start us off with just describing what what it's going to be like? Yeah, Um, I can I can jump in. Um, All right, Jamie, go ahead. (laughs) So we are still working on the space and it's still like under construction. So we're still working on the you know, we took a lot of time and effort into making sure that the space is a comfortable space uh, physically before jumping into all of our, you know, extras. So, um, you know, it's going to be an insulated space that will be air conditioned. So um, minimal sounds um, and minimal sweat. um, Yeah. (laughs) of things um, and minimal smells. We would like to, uh, you know, minimize the amount of food and, and beverages that are consumed in the space. Um, so we're taking a lot of time into the foundational piece before um, adding to a lot of things, which will evolve over the years. Um, uh, Rondout Valley has graciously let us borrow some of our very large bubble tubes and mats and things that will end up going in um, to make it a little bit more comfortable. Um, we've purchased some things from, um, you know, that are small sensory tools that can be in your hands, some, some wall pieces that can go up, um, for those who want to take, take a break and just need something 
to, to touch. And we are um, having the capability of some electronic uh, signs and things for maybe some calming music, or um, we're still kind of in the works about those. We do have um, some printouts. Some of our staff here at Roundout have been really involved. Uh, one of our speech pathologists helped us create a story, a social story. Mm-hmm. And um, you can access that on the Ulster County Fair website, as well as one of our special education teachers who helped us create a visual schedule. And uh, there will be a printout of some basic A AC symbols that people can use um, to, you know, augment their communication. If their device is down, we'll have some charging stations for them um, that they have. Great idea. And uh, they'll be able to rent, uh, kind of rent, really exchange some uh, noise canceling headphones if they don't happen to have them with them and they want to go out on the rides when the noise lights and sounds are still up. But we will also have some quiet hours, which are on Wednesday and Thursday from 10 to 11 or no, 11 to 12. Sorry about that. Um, Where there will be no lights and sounds on the rides. Yeah. Great. I want to add to that too. um, uh, And to appreciate um, Gary, I can't think of his last name right now. Yeah. The manager of the fairgrounds who's been so generous in um, his ability to just open up this space for us. Um, And really, I just can't say enough good things about um, his willingness to, to, be there as a provider for that. I know the importance of uh, designing uh, spaces, right? So we often don't take a lot of time to think about design. And really, this is carefully crafted and designed in a way where there's a committee and people involved that are not on this call. Um, so there's many other people. And, you know, I really want to just thank, you know, the the brain power that's coming together um, to help design this, because this is really what it takes when we think about our ramps, we think about accessibility and things that have come into our society. It came from people who are committed to looking at this needs to be provided and there's not even a question about it. So that's what we're doing. That's great. And I agree. It, t- it really does take so many people with different skills and different things that they can pro- they can share to make something like this happen. Are you still looking for any type of um, volunteers or items? If, if, if people who are listening to this want to get involved or have some time on their hands and want to help put it together or sort of... Um, you know, work it, so, so to speak, the day, one of the days or maybe yep. have some items that they'd like to, to donate. Um, is it, Would that be so of interest to you? Yeah, I, will, I want to address that. So we do okay. need help. Okay. And I have been, I know all of us have been um, in our own little circles that we have is asking because we do want the place supervised by adults yeah. um, and two per four hour shift, I believe it is. Um, we want to stress it's not a drop off sensory space. Parents need to accompany their child or children in that space. Mm -hmm. And with that said, we do need people to work it. And I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I I know it's a fact, that if you volunteer for that day, that you get free admission to the fair for that day. So that's a really nice thing. We want two people because a four-hour shift, you know, we need to take a break. Yes. um, so, I just want to add to that, Renee. Sorry, but it's also two people because at this point now, our vetting process to have people in that space, we want to make sure it's a safe space as well. Mm-hmm. So, by yeah. having two people, you know, we're ensuring that there's people there that we can count on that are there for the safety of students. Yeah. You know, I think as we go through this as the years go on, our vetting process, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, we're just putting so many things together that we want to make sure. So, let me just stop you right there and we can come back in a second but just so people who might be listening going me 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 i want to volunteer how do people get in touch with you what's the best way for them to contact you jamie right but i also have i also have a sheet you know we have a um uh google doc Mm -hmm. is there a um 
is there a website or is there an email that you'd want people to, or a phone number where you'd want people to um, be directed? We can also add this when we post the link for this interview. So I think that link to the actual fair is the, is the good thing. And if Jamie is there or Barbara, is there a way to link to the actual Google doc or no, I wouldn't they can actually just email the fair on the, or go on their website. You can email the fair. It's like, I believe it's info at um, Ulster County fair. I'm not sure if okay. it's .com, but you can email them there and we can, um, I'll direct them. Anybody who's interested in volunteering, they can forward the emails to, to our committee. Great. So that we what can we'll do on our end as we're promoting this for you is we'll double check the website and make sure it's either, either .com or .org maybe. And um, we'll put that in. So if you're listening and, and you um, are inspired by what you're hearing, which I'm sure a lot of you are. Um, maybe you're maybe you're a grandparent of of somebody yeah. who um, would benefit from this service. Maybe you're the sibling of somebody who would have benefited had this service been available when they were young. Anything that might just get you interested. Um, maybe you're really you know motivated by being able to get do something positive for somebody and get a day of the fair for free for yourself. It's all good. Um, you're really helping out if you do this because um, I. I get the strong feeling that this is all um, um, being really spearheaded by the three of you and then the people that you've sort of engaged yourselves. So this is a great way that you can give back to your community. Um, and then Jamie did just confirm, I'll throw it out there here, that the website is info at Ulster County Fair, all spelled out. So it's info at ulstercountyfair.com. And we'll put that uh, again in the link when we post the podcast on our social media and, and you should do the same. Um, we only have another three minutes or so. Um, we covered the fact that this is not a drop off. That sounds like a really important aspect to remember that it is a it is an excellent service but it is not drop your child off and go away for a couple hours that's not what this is about this is about offering a break and a respite and some some uh it's a it's a sensory overload kind of event any fair is and so having a place where you can safely and in a welcoming way feel like you're just going to be in a place where it's a little quieter maybe um a little calmer for a little bit just to take that break also good for so many of us um i would have benefited from this when my children were in diapers and I was taking them to the fair. Um, and then we also want to highlight the fact that donations will be appreciated. Um, this is an opportunity to help continue to build the sensory space and maybe make it um, bigger and better for future years. So if you want to stop by and make a donation, um, please feel free to do so. And then I'm going to throw it out to the three of you again. Anybody have any parting words about, you know, the the event itself, the sensory space or, or how, you know, anything you want to say? I want to encourage people, even if they're not bringing a child to just come by and stop by and see it. And if you can make a donation, um, but just then, then you can spread the word. And then I think Jamie said at the beginning that we want to make sure that we expand on it. So if there's other things, because I know we all have children that are very different yet the same. So there might be some things that might be beneficial to other students and, and children in the future that we could have there. And even if it's the beginning of the fair and you say, hey, we could use this. I actually have some stuff that I'll talk to you ladies out afterwards that I want to bring um, right. that, you know, is very beneficial. But just stop by and look at it and spread the word. And think outside the space. Um, you know, the Ulster County Fair is very open to being inclusive overall. And if there are other areas of the fair that you feel that, um, you know, that things could be shifted or changed to help support, um, 
we're absolutely open to those ideas and, and looking forward to working with the community to give them what they need. We talked about um, perhaps even doing like a, um, a passport idea so that, you know, students who have sensory needs could like really have a way to go to each of the animal places and really understand what does that mean and get a stamp. You know, mm-hmm. we've developed ideas, but next year it'll be better because we're just trying to do a lot right now and do the best we can with what we yeah. have. You have to start somewhere. And a long, long time ago when Anderson was starting our uh, autism supportive environment training at the very first event we had, there was a gentleman who got up and spoke and his words always stuck with me and I think they're pertinent here you start with one and when it's a good idea and it's helping people it goes from one business or one idea to another location to another location and eventually that's how you change the world and I think that you're right in the middle of what that is that's what you're doing um so I appreciate it as a uh you know just a member of the community and as a parent and as somebody in the field I think you're doing excellent work I really appreciate you coming on the show today to talk about it and um anybody out there who's listening let's really do what we can to support this 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 program and this idea needs support it needs volunteers um you know and and do what you can and I agree with what Renee said whether you're going to utilize the space or not come and check it out You'll learn something and you'll probably see somebody really benefiting from the space being there. And that's a good thing for you to see. Thank you, Barbara and Jamie and Renee and best of luck with the upcoming Ulster County Fair. Remember, if you're interested in getting more information, go to info or email info at ulstercountyfair.com and uh, stop on by between August 1st and August 6th. Thank you. Thanks for having us. This is this is one in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to one in 36, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join them for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.